0: Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri.
1: Get ready, pal.
0: Here's your host, Randy Tobler.
2: Welcome back to the program. 708. And um, it's Wake Up Mid Missouri on a busy day as things are. Coalescing around Donald Trump, and we've been talking a lot about that. At eight ten, we're going to be talking with a gentleman that wrote a book that uh, basically I think is maybe beginning to predict and echo what a lot of folks will be thinking, and that is: look, unless you get behind this guy, no matter what you think of his character, no matter you know his character flaws, we all have those, except for producer Hannah um, and Stephanie, <laughs> John. Only you and I and Brian have the character flaws. We know that, right? Certainly, yeah, and proud of them. At, you betcha, we wear them proudly every day, every minute of every day. Uh, but the, basically look this is a pivotal election this is a this is a, a tipping point election and you know we got to get behind the guy and uh, and or else the democracy is lost meanwhile the democrats are saying the democracy is lost how you doing welcome on to the program 5738749390 producer Hannah's over there hello look, all tattooed and uh, and wearing her earplugs we have to talk about those stephanie's over there getting ready for the photo shoot today if you're watching it's us like on going Facebook, to war it really is. Yeah. There's so many it's paint layers. Brian Houseworth in the, in the chair there. How are you doing, it's Brian? Good to see you. Good morning. And John Marsh. Yes, well. sir. All right. John has agreed to uh, move his, uh, except for this, uh, that would be all except for this segment, which is the stories of the weird, unusual, and smelly space suits. That was yesterday's all yes, except it was. for this. Um, that, you're going to move to 735, because Congressman Smith will be with us at 748. Right, we, we, we will give way for the gentleman from Missouri. That is very nice. That sounds very congressional of you, John. Very congressional <laughs> of you. Okay, and uh, Drew Thomas Allen at 810, and then Diane Gillespie from the Jefferson City Convention Visitors Bureau. Now, I wanted to play this because it was a pretty powerful opening statement from a former Space Force uh, lieutenant, uh, well, I think a lieutenant colonel commander, uh, a, a pilot, who wrote a book called Irresistible Revolution, talking about woke and introducing this into the military. Some say that has something to do with problems with recruitment in the military, and some of the comments under his uh, testimony say that. I I, advise, I am a military person. We're both veterans. My, my husband and I, we discouraged our daughter, who had been talking about it in the career in the military, from joining due to the cesspool, D-I-E and C-R-T. Here is, um, here is the testimony, just a little bit of it, from this... Uh, guy. His name is um, Matthew Lohmeyer. Listen.
0: Good morning. My name is Matt Lohmeyer and I'm an Air Force Academy graduate, former F-15C fighter pilot and was a lieutenant colonel and commander in the Space Force. In 2021, I was fired from my command for writing a book, trying to reverse the trend of the overt politicization of the uniformed services. Specifically, I criticized the military's diversity, equity and inclusion trainings, which at my own base were illegally occurring despite an executive order from the commander-in-chief. The diversity, equity, and inclusion industry is steeped in critical race theory and is rooted in anti-American Marxist ideology. I watch DEI trainings divide our troops ideologically and in some cases sow the seeds of animosity toward the very country they had sworn
2: an oath to defend. Now, John, Brian, even if we dilute that, and say, okay, this is a guy who wrote a book. I mean, clearly he's passionate about it. Mm-hmm. But he he alleges that this is this is fundamentally and and dare I say, existentially threatening the morale of our U.S. service members. Do you think this is just political hype to sell a book, or do you do you have any reporting? Have you heard anything? I mean, I what are heard, you hearing?
0: That, not heard anything about his his, his testimony. But what until-
2: about within the ranks?
0: Um, I have not heard a lot of. I mean, I you know we hear criticism of D, uh, you know this 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 sort of thing, but no, I've not heard it specifically with the military. I've heard it with well, boy, I have. You have, okay, yeah,
3: yeah. We have a former coworker who is now a police officer in a large southern city, who was an Army reservist while he worked for Zimber Communications. Mm-hmm. Who'd been in at least he was he was uh, I think an E five sergeant by that time. Mm-hmm. He said he got out because his drill weekends in the Army Reserve consisted of nothing but suicide prevention and anti sexual harassment courses. Yeah. And and he got tired of it every weekend.
2: Yeah. And and every every drill is, weekend. Is is our are our military branches are they really the right place to do social engineering and experimentation with what is a revolutionary change in our country's culture bill clinton thought so <laughs> yeah but, but i mean yeah, that's you're when right. it started you're right and look you see it i mean it's it's come up in the discussion concerning the 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 door the exit door that blew out of the boeing uh max uh 737 9 right it, it missing bolts and people are saying well look could it be that some of the diversion to satisfying ESG standards and incorporating that, they're talking about that as being a metric that we should look at at Davos, that companies should be, that's that's part of the Davos uh, World Economic Forum thing. If you're going to be a global country and be successful, you're going to incorporate that. Could there be that they're just... Directing resources away from their core business, and then we have safety and quality issues.
4: I think you're exactly right, and the airlines are taking a look at it now after that door issue. And I think they should be because it it's what happened was was terrifying, and we know that that issue potentially could have happened to other planes. But it it goes even further back beyond the airlines. If you recall, when there were all of the bank fail, bank failures mm. just a couple of years ago, and they said, you know, here you were focused on all this ESG and all this other stuff, and fundamentally. What do you need from a bank? I need you to give me if I put money in, I need it back. You know, fundamentally, what do I need from an airline? Do I you know I need you to fly me safely where I want to go? And so when we lose that concentration on fundamentals and start yeah. worrying about all this other stuff, we've seen there are breakdowns. Yeah.
2: I'm seeing it in the medical training field. I'm hearing it from people that are teaching students, mm-hmm. but they're not at the boss level. Mm-hmm. They're professors. Um, and I'm hearing from, from business people that, you know, this, this drive, this expectation, this, this, this hysteria towards making sure that everyone knows we're waving the DEI and, and CRT flag, uh, it, it, it turns people off that are trying to do their daily job sitting at their cubicle, at their computer, or on the line, you know, bolting the steering wheel on the, on, they're getting tired of that. And I'm, I, that's, I think will become an increasing, component of the discussion around this election brian
0: we'll see i mean certainly uh former president trump has raised that issue before um he certainly raised it and expected of course he's got to win win the primary first but uh but yeah i i've not as far as the uh, the gentleman that you played uh, that that wrote the book i have not heard yeah. t- until you played that i had not heard that soundbite.
2: all right well let's pivot to another story now that that really impacts us here in missouri mm. Uh, directly, I think the story we just talked about impacts us because I'm telling you, whether it's at the company level, at the military level, wherever school, it's it's everywhere. And I think there's been more and more pushback because of courageous people like this who will say, I think what most of us are feeling. Governor Mike Parson has been accused of illegally using his office to meddle in the primaries. John, did you see that story um, in the Missouri Independent yesterday? I did see that story. Um, some pretty
3: pretty heavy allegations. So, reference uh, Attorney General Bailey.
2: Yeah, when he appointed Andrew Bailey as Attorney General in late 2022, Missouri Governor Mike Parson vowed he'd have, full, quote, the full resources of the governor of the state of Missouri, close quote, to ensure his success in the new job. On the political side, Parson added, I'll do everything I can. This is reported by Jason Hancock in The Independent. Um, apparently, uh, I guess some people from Parson's office joined Bailey's office. According to this story, and by September, the governor office turns his attention to a national political organization that Parson felt wasn't properly supporting Bailey's campaign for a full term. And so he wrote a letter to the executive committee of RAGA, the Republican Attorneys General Association, written on official letterhead, chastising that organization for how it was treating Bailey. And the, the story goes on to say that basically he was using government uh, resources in a political way. Um, John, your thoughts?
3: Well, I don't know if there. I wouldn't say much ado about nothing, but I know one of the staffers who left was a deputy general counsel, who worked under Andrew Bailey when he was you know the general counsel for the governor. So that that wasn't much of a stretch that no. that person followed him to the AG's office. But there's some you know reasonably scathing allegations made in the Missouri Independent story.
2: Parsons' decision to use... This is according to the story in the Missouri Independent. Parsons' decision to use his office to pressure Raga to support Bailey is drawing accusations that the governor may have violated a state law prohibiting the misuse of public resources for campaign purposes. Stephanie?
4: Well, I would say it's much to do about nothing, but... uh, Notably, I am not objective on this topic, as we have right, a relationship right. with both Parson but what and is Bailey.
2: The, what does the law say, though? I mean, is there...
4: There is a statute in Missouri that says you can't basically use your official office or public right, funds for campaign purposes. Okay.
2: It, so tech-
0: it, 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 first, I've heard of it. You know, I've seen the article. First, I've heard of it. We'll see. Um, and we'll see what happens. Uh, the, the one case that I remember specifically where this... Not necessarily something like this, but but similar where you're talking about resources, was the the attorney general at the time. His name was William Webster, and that mm-hmm. was back in 1992. John and I will both remember that. He ended up, well, it was the attorney general himself, he ended up going to um, prison. But, John, there were two different federal grand juries investigating him. They were looking at the second injury fund. They were looking at a land deal. They were looking at all sorts of things. And as I recall, after all the reporting in the post-dispatch, and it was a lot of reporting at the time. Uh, what they ended up getting him on was a copy machine. I believe he had made copies on a copy machine, and uh, from memory, went- that's that's what it was. But he did. Mm-hmm. He he ended up going to going to prison. Ended up losing the gubernatorial race too in nineteen
3: ninety two. That well, and that was the deal too with Bill Webster. It was back with. Uh- Gosh, well I think it was what conspiracy and embezzlement charges. Yeah. Using yeah. state staff and like Brian said office equipment for political Yeah, but yeah. you
2: know, I mean really in terms of magnitude if you, you know, if you're if you're making some copies. I'm uh, going from memory, it, but there were
0: there were a lot of allegations before that. But that's a, that's what they ended up getting him on.
4: That and then you see the statute used against um, locals a lot too. And they because they don't they just don't know better and so a lot of times these complaints get heard over at the ethics commission and so you see especially school boards and local governments when they're going out for a bond issue mm-hmm. they don't realize oh wait that's a campaign and so right. they start copying the bond issue flyers saying vote yes right. um they start using their official emails to send you know to send right. out emails saying vote yes and usually they get a slap on the wrist by the missouri right. ethics yeah, Commission. yeah
2: right I, I don't think i've as i recall in those instances it hasn't really amounted to a criminal prosecution or anything like that. okay all right well i just this is an interesting story we'll have Mm -hmm. to follow and see if it has legs or not i don't know i know you guys will be on top of it and we'll see what happens with it but you know we wanted to report it because it's out there in uh, the missouri independent um so we'll see when we come back it's what's hot with hannah we'll see what's going on with hannah and how her tattoo is doing and those earplugs maybe (laughs) on wake up in missouri stay there
0: This is Wake Up Mid Missouri. Freedom of speech, practiced here daily and perfected on the podcast. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri.
2: What's going on, Hannah? What's hot this morning? It's it's cooler, but it's cooling it down. What's happening with you?
5: Yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed the heat wave yesterday because uh, <laughs> we're back under a wind chill advisory yeah. as of midnight tonight.
2: Like, like bipolar weather, yeah, it's crazy.
5: Yeah, welcome to the Midwest. No, no, I have a story about a gentleman who had a rough flight uh, to India. But you teased that I was going to talk about my tattoo and my earplugs.
2: I want to talk about both. We have time because it's 725. You notice I'm on time. You don't want to give me credit, do you? That That is is true. That is very
5: true. Now, Stephanie, I don't... Do you enjoy... This this is a weird question. Do you enjoy using the restroom on on an airplane? Absolutely not. They're Mm. tiny.
2: They are.
4: It's... You know, like, I've heard of little kids being scared of getting sucked out of the plane when they go to flush the toilet. Yeah, that's the only thing worse than having to use the restroom on a plane is to have to take a kid in the restroom on the plane. Because then you're (gasps) smashed in there, and they're touching everything, and oh, it's the worst.
5: Well, this might be, uh, you know, not a new fear unlocked, but, you know, the next step of that. Great. Um, A guy on Tuesday... He was flying on Spice Jet, which is an Indian airline.
2: Okay. <laughs> he, he... Lots of curry powder floating around.
3: Yep. Yeah. Uh, but, but he thought they were a band back in Britain in the, <laughs> right.
2: in the 90s. And yeah, no, that's the Spice Girls job. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, boy.
5: So he went to the restroom on his flight. The flight was like an hour and 45 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And he got stuck in there because the door lock malfunctioned. Oh my god. And oh no. No. no.
3: Oh, not they
5: <laughs> they couldn't get him out. So he was in there for like the whole last hour oh, of gosh. the flight. Oh. Uh the flight attendants tried everything that they could to free him from the very small airplane <laughs> restroom. Uh, they ended up they had to slide a note under the door. And it says, "Quote, sir, we tried our best to open the door. However, we could not open it. Do not panic. We are landing
4: in a few minutes. Oh my gosh! With no, so, there's no seatbelt in there. So
5: please close the commode lid and sit on it and secure yourself. <laughs> as soon as the main door is open, an engineer will come. Do not panic.
3: <laughs> is there a? You know, belt? the only thing could have made that worse. <laughs> what heavy turbulence?
5: Oh." <laughs> I just I picture a dude sitting on a closed toilet lid, with his arms against the wall because yeah, right. it's very small, just like bracing himself for impact is what I'm picturing.
4: I picture myself since I'm ha- I have a flight today, oh, going to oops. buy some Depends before <laughs> I get on the airplane. You know, I,
2: I have to tell you, I I have so much empathy for women that have to use that because, guys, let's be honest about it. You you know the things, jo- you know the planes bouncing around and you know I. You walk in there half the time and you can tell that the guys missed the target or something that hasn't happened right. Well, and I'm even, thinking,
5: even in restrooms that don't bounce around, yes, that's a problem. Yeah, I'm right. thinking
2: about some poor woman has to come in here and use this. And so I usually find try myself... to hold a squat. <laughs> I, I find myself cleaning it off and trying Aww. to leave it pristine better than I found it. That's Not, nice But if there's a long line, of course, I don't have as much time to do that. But I always worry about that because those places can get worse than your worst porta potty You know, it can yeah. be really bad mm. on this, a crowded flight.
5: This gentleman was refunded. The the, uh, cost of his flight. Thank goodness. <laughs> Which is probably good because he didn't get to sit in his
2: seat yeah. for over half of it. These, these airliners just can't get it right. They either have a door that blows out or one that locks up. I they was going to say,
4: it. pros to being in the bathroom, you can't get sucked out. That's
3: right. My thought is ask Stephanie's dad, ask Pops about using the honey bucket on a C
2: 130 uh, and go from there. Oh. In, the last, uh, in the last 45 seconds here, tell us about your earplugs.
5: Oh, so they're I. really cool. They're called Loop earplugs uh they look like little wireless earbuds mm-hmm. they've got the you know soft tip on them um but they fit inside my ear and they kind of tone down the background noise But yet, if someone is directly talking to me, I can still hear it clear as day.
2: All right. I don't know how
5: it works, but it's really
2: cool. Well, in an environment where you share space with other people working and talking and moving through, which we do. uh, And we
5: have the police scanner running 24-7, and and I get overwhelmed.
2: (laughs) John, what's coming up on your segment? Botox or not Botox? Uh Uh-oh. I thought we'd covered that, but yet there's more. We can always count on John Marsh for that. What's uh, what's unusual with John Marsh after this?
0: Get an exclusive look behind the scenes of the show by watching on YouTube. Search "Wake Up in Missouri."
1: And that would be all, except for
3: this. So we started out our discussion with the TV anchors, and they're going under the knife both. Actually, or chemically. How about plastic surgery? Lesser known procedures. Hmm. Palm line surgery. People who believe in palm reading but aren't happy with their own lines. Now have way to cheat faith. <laughs> palm line surgery uses the electric scalpel to create artificial palm, palm lines. <laughs> oh my they say, gosh. They say this is big in Japan where women request a stronger love marriage line and men request a more prominent wealth line. Oh,
2: my goodness. Poker Tox
3: uses Botox and facial filler injections to manipulate the facial appearance of gamblers. The goal is to eliminate the poker player's tells or expressions that would (laughs) reveal if they have a good hand or a bad hand poker talks i like poker talk
4: i told my husband when i first got it I, I overdid it the first time and i said if i'm surprised i'll do this because my <laughs> face is going to look the same
3: <laughs> well steph here's your next one ear cropping also known as elfing gives the ears a pointed shape with a pronounced tip by removing tissue <laughs> Procedure favored by members of the cosplay community and also Mr. Spock. Yeah, (laughs) descendants of
2: Leonard Nimoy. I
3: have kind
5: of an elf ear, like naturally. Do you? Just a little bit, yeah.
3: Well, here's one you can go for. Perhaps the creepiest example on the list tongue bifurcation. Ooh. Oh, I've seen that. Oh, it's Procedure so creepy. Procedure to split the tongue down yeah. the middle and look like a snake's fork tongue. Ouch!
2: Oh. And now you know the rest of that, oh, Nori. Oh, man. <laughs> and you knock like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you, you've seen some of these folks that get the tattoos that make them look like animals. You know, where they have like lizard type of, you know, scales and stuff. Or, and the, the, or the body
3: modification implants with the big spikes and all that stuff sticking out of their yeah. faces.
5: <laughs> I saw someone the other day they had a body mod and it looked like they had put you know an inch tall little bowl or like a ring on the top of their hand and they were using it for ranch dressing Whoa, no. so, <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> they always they always had a bowl to like dip whatever like a little in. dipping cup yeah, oh, like, that, yeah.
3: that's <laughs> at least practical give them, give them <laughs> some points for that oh that's disgusting as opposed to devil horns or something
2: well, next you'll see people embedding the, uh, the the phone holders onto their fingers with a magnetic thing. You just, there you go. That's a good <laughs> idea. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> for, for your selfie deal, right?
5: You right. know, I do wonder why... I mean, we microchip our pets, yeah. right?
4: I do wonder why we don't microchip humans. I'm fully convinced that rich people do. I'm
2: fully convinced if you have... Oh, and the, like,
3: and the conspiracy theorists say the U- U.S. military special ops folks are all chipped.
2: Right. And I've maintained... You know, the whole deal behind medical, uh, you know, interoperability of medical charts and the electronic medical record, the idea was, Stephanie, if you're traveling to where you're traveling today and you get an appendicitis, and let's say you have diabetes or you have allergies or whatever, you know, boy, all they'd have to do is get into the common electronic medical record. Oh, okay, or let's say you're unconscious, you know, well, what's wrong with having a little chip that's scanned? Every time you get a new procedure, or you get a like you get an MRI of your of your of your brain or your lung, mm-hmm. and the doctor may want to know, and they could go zoop, just you're, scan it.
4: You're really. Uh that is shooting high in the sky. I mean, I feel like every time I go to my doctor's office, they ask me questions that they should know. They're like, when was this? When was this? I'm like, I don't know. You did it. When was it? Like, I, you know, they asked me the same. And I'm like, don't you have my records? Like, why am I filling all of this out? I mean, it's even if you go to the same place, I feel like they have no clue.
2: I've often thought it would be cool if we had what amounts to like a, a loadable debit card. If everyone had that. Think
4: Think a vax- like a like no an ID. But,
2: oh, God, I don't say the word card around. No, like, no, no. Then you could opt in and say, "Look, I want you, doctor, to plug this into this common system, like like a quadraphonic, stereophonic, V eight, whatever." That your- someone could
4: hack it. That could they but, could steal it. Well, just be.
2: What, what does that mean? because stuff? people go through stoplights, we shouldn't have stoplights? I know. I, mean, I know. It, I have all. I have most of my like,
4: like pertinent, really yeah. important medical right. information saved in my iPhone, and my iPhone was trying to do that. What's your blood type? Are right. you an organ donor? Yep. Who's your emergency contact? Like, that health app, You, if you haven't done that, you, you know, you can put a lot of that helpful information yep. in that then somehow, I think, medical professionals know how to access without being able to access
2: it, the rest of your it's stuff. It's enormously helpful, and it's, it'll, in these days, when docs are so distracted and don't have enough time with you anyway, uh, to, to have that information available so that that's easily, you know, obtainable and however you want to get it, but then doctors are freaking out on the other end because they're worried. Oh my gosh! If you text it to me, oh my god, it's not HIPAA secure. Well, if you initiate a text <laughs> and it's not secure, I'm sorry, that's good. Yeah. And you know that you've broken that HIPAA secure. Most people tell me, I don't care. I just want you to have the information. Well, don't
3: I- they now have the uh, the The medic alert bracelet necklaces that actually have a thumb drive on them and have some memory that that stuff is on
2: them. I hadn't seen that. It's a good idea. Yeah.
5: No, I much prefer when my doctor's office has a portal that I can, you know, like send my doctor or my nurse a message through uh, rather than having a call. And then, of course, the doctor's with the patient. So then they have to take a message and then you wait for the doctor to call you back It's so much more convenient just be able to send a text or, you know, a message
2: through a patient portal. Well, okay, but here's a problem. This is becoming an evolving problem in medicine because I want you to hear the other side of the story. Sure. If I send a text to you as an attorney, if you're my counsel, if I send an email to you, you're going to cha-ching, cha-ching. You're going to do a bill for that, right? Right. Okay. And maybe not for every little thing, but I mean, you will if it's substantive, right? Right. If it's like, can can we have a call tomorrow? You're not going to charge me. Are you? No.
4: But if you write me a big long paragraph okay, and I have to right, analyze right. it and then respond,
2: well, this is the problem with the portal. If you, Hannah, see that blood was drawn today and you're a little bit anemic, your hemoglobin's down, and you write a little letter, what does that mean? Well, I'm sorry, that's a big discussion. Yeah. And if you expect me to answer back, guess what? That's not a billable event.
5: Well, with stuff like that, I would assume that they'd want to. They want me to schedule another appointment.
2: No, you know what? I. Well, in my practice, it's already prepaid. You're just paying a retainer fee, so I answer you or I call you or whatever. But see, now, under the current medical industrial complex, there's a code for everything. And while there's a code for that... You can't, Now, under, under the exception of COVID, yes, but in general, you can't really send a bill for that, and insurance companies won't reimburse it. Yeah. So, And plus, there's the danger that you have something that's .001 out of the normal range, <laughs> and it shows red. And then you're freaking Panic. out, and you're calling your doctor at 2 a.m. in the morning, and it's like, oh, that's not clinically significant. Yeah, It doesn't really matter. So there's problems with that mechanism, too. I'm not saying you shouldn't have access, but you should. Yeah. So, at any rate, we're going to break and we're going to get back with uh, Jason Smith and spend a little time with him uh, because he's coming up. He's from the House Ways and Means Committee. And we can. this is a good discussion to have about what information should you share with your doctor and how should that be shared. More coming up on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Stay tuned.
0: This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Saying whatever we want. Wake up, Mid Missouri.
1: Welcome
2: back to Wake Up, Mid Missouri. We're very pleased and privileged to have Jason Smith, Congressman Jason Smith, who is uh, chair of the House Ways and Means Committee, join us. Thanks for joining us, Congressman. It's
1: great
2: to be with you. Boy, you have a plate. And a couple bowls and uh, the whole table full, don't you? I've got a lot on your agenda.
1: We're staying a little busy, but you know, <laughs> um, I my granddad always taught me you have to walk and chew gum. So the more that you can handle, the better. And there, there's that's a, what we're doing. There's
2: a lot of suspense over, uh, you know, how to, how we're going to get something through to fund the government, secure the borders. And for those who want some Ukraine and Israeli and Gaza humanitarian you know all of that funding, I mean how are we going to put all that together the Senate's going to do something today we hear when are, when is the what what's going on in the House side
1: there's a lot of negotiations right now with uh, Speaker Johnson and leader Schumer. Um, being a divided government that creates, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a, a tough balance. And what, what, what the Senate is doing today is they are, um, passing, they are voting, I think, at 1230 for a clean, um, continuing funding resolution. And that will only allow government to continue to fund at its current levels, um, for the next couple weeks so that, they can hopefully get to an agreement on funding in general. And that would, that would prevent a government shutdown. Um, and it looks like they'll probably pass it in the Senate and come over to the house. And I expect that the house will pass it as well. Um, the question is, is how long will it be for? Will it be for three weeks? Will it be for four weeks? Um, but it will definitely be throughout the process to help continue the negotiations. You know, the, the speaker and the leader and, um, the minority, um, leaders, Mitch McConnell and also Hakeem Jeffries was at the White House yesterday, um, trying to negotiate the border, the border policies and also the Ukraine-Israel funding. So, um, those are a separate bucket, but, um, there's a lot of, lot of thought going on right now, especially in the, the leadership aspect.
4: Now, you also recently announced a new tax framework that will give relief to families and Main Street businesses. Can you tell us more about that?
1: Yeah, that's been um, the focus of the Ways and Means Committee. You know, our focus is all tax policy. And for the last several months, I have been negotiating with my counterpart, in the Senate, Senator Wyden, um, of a tax package that will help deliver for working class families, small businesses and and farmers. And, you know, it's it's a give or take. We came up with what I believe is a very fair agreement that hopefully can make it through the House and the Senate. Um, It helps with the child tax credit um, for families. It also helps small businesses with their immediate expensing on their taxes, um, which is a a huge driver for a lot of small farmers, manufacturers, um, but there's a lot of other other provisions in there. There's also disaster um, relief. It's a tax break for people who face tornadoes, hurricanes, um, wildfires. So um, hopefully we can get this through. It would be the first time in years that there's been a bipartisan tax package then that has been able to pass Congress.
2: Congressman Jason Smith, chair of the Ways and Means Committee, joins us on Wake Up Mid-Missouri this morning. John? Uh, Congressman, talk to us about the impeachment effort, where
3: we're at with the hearings over Alejandro Mayorkas and all. Are you going to be able to get him out of there? Where are we at?
1: You know, the impeachment hearings on um, the Secretary of Homeland is happening all within the Homeland Committee under um, the chairman there in, in, in Tennessee. Um, you know, when you look at the law after law that he has not enforced or that he has went the other way, there are clear indications that he has not been following the duties that he is assigned to do as Secretary of Homeland and making sure that our, our border policies, border laws are enforced. So that's continuing to tick up. When you look at the impeachment inquiry from the sense of um, Joe Biden that I've been a part of today, I'm actually I brought in Kevin Morris for depositions that we will start today at 10 o'clock. And Kevin Morris, um, to remind you all, is the gentleman that came out from the IRS whistleblower testimony that paid more than two million dollars of Hunter Biden's taxes and then also gave hunter biden about three million additional dollars just to sustain his high-class living um and he's a huge donor of of joe biden and so he's needing to answer a lot of questions because items that the irs whistleblower said continued to keep pointing to mr kevin morris
2: some refer to him as the sugar lawyer i think right
1: yeah (laughs) that's exactly a hollywood lawyer from california um, big Democrat donor and it's interesting you know we've talked about all of Hunter Biden's paintings just in the last two weeks we had the owner of the art gallery that has been selling all of Hunter Biden's paintings he noted that Mr. Kevin Morris has purchased more of Hunter Biden's paintings than anyone else he has spent more than $875,000 in purchases of Hunter Biden's paintings
0: Congressman, we appreciate you joining us uh, live and a lot of important issues. I want to talk about a district issue that is a huge issue in your district. Tyson Foods is closing, as you know, the huge plant in Dexter. If anybody's been through through Dexter, they know in Stoddard County how big that plant is. Tyson said flat out they weren't going to sell the plant. You actually called the Tyson Foods CEO and demanded they change their tune. Apparently, they are going to allow a new company to purchase it. What did you tell him, and what did he say?
1: You know, I've been to this Tyson plant several times um, while serving for serving as a congressman down in that area. And the announcement of that closure was such a surprise, and it affected people and every time I went to that Tyson facility they kept telling me how the US can't produce enough poultry to make demand by 2030 and that they were going to continue to expand the plant they actually was growing the plant and so this announcement was pretty shocking and then when I was told by a lot of the producers who have invested so much money in their chicken houses with the expectation that they're going to be selling to Tyson with a lot of a lot of risk i i I said how can you say that there's a shortage of poultry but you will not allow another entity to purchase this property or purchase your facility if it's a competitor and um we had a good conversation and and he he saw the reality of why i think it's pretty important and and they made the right decision that's all I'll say. They made the right decision because large corporations should not be able to come in and manipulate markets and affect rural communities in such a damaging way. Hmm.
2: Congressman Smith, I, I have to ask you about this. Um, we, we saw the Boeing incident where the, the, the plane you know door blew out of the side. Uh, testimony the other day by a, uh, a former Space Force commander about how CE uh, CRT and DEI has infiltrated and eroded morale in the military Um, what if anything can Congress do to try to rein in government social engineering and on the other hand make sure that corporations are, are about quality and safety first and DEI and wokeness second
1: that's the priority that they should be making I mean, even the shareholders of these big corporations—they—they they should be demanding the fiduciary interest. These corporations should be focused on their management and making sure they're producing the best products possible, not diversity and equity and and woke policies. Work on what your task at at to do, and to do your best at that. And Congress um, has been has been uh holding a lot of hearings um especially lately in regards to that, whether it's in the Transportation Committee, whether it's um, in the Oversight Committee. But there's 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 a full court press right yeah. now at looking at um how these corporations need to look at the priorities that's actually serving the American public.
2: Well, boy, it's 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 a big deal, and it's impacting everyone's life here in Missouri, and of course across the country. And I'm glad you're on top of that, as well as all the other goings on. When it's uh, whether it's propriety with uh, the Biden family, your oversight, and uh, certainly your uh, your fiscal responsibility there. We'll be we keeping an eye on things, and hopefully, you can touch base with us as things progress. Appreciate you being with us. Well, all right, thank you very, very Absolutely. much, Congressman Jason Smith. Here on Wake Up Mid Missouri, boy, what a powerful position, and how great it is to. have